All right, it's uh, 327 here on the Blitz 1170. We're streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. Hope everyone's had a good Tuesday so far. We want to hear from you in the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line, 918-262-5072. That's 918-262-5072. Okay, we've got basketball coming up at 5 o'clock with the Cowboys in Houston taking on the Cougars, so a top 10 matchup that the Cowboys have to face on the road or a top 10 team that the Cowboys have to face on the road coming off of their victory over Kansas State from the previous weekend. I wanted to take a few moments here to really talk about something that Scott mentioned in the two-minute drill. And it is maybe the biggest story that exists in our state today, and that is the death of Oklahoma country music artist Toby Keith. Uh, Toby Keith. Toby Keith passes away at the age of 62 following a rather lengthy battle with stomach cancer. Uh, this is a gentleman that is in the Songwriters Hall of Fame um, and someone that I, I think for, for people that have lived here a certain length of time uh, for people that were born and raised here. I would guess that he would be on the short list of, at least in my lifetime, the most famous and most impactful, not only but music, but like kind of pop culture-esque icons that existed in this state. And what I mean by pop culture is not that Toby Keith has been appearing in, you know, network comedies or dramas, but Toby Keith was more than just a country music star. Of course, that's where he got famous, but everyone knew who Toby Keith was. I mean, hell, I tweeted a video earlier today. I forgot that he went in and gave Jeff Jarrett a suplex in total nonstop action wrestling from back in the day. And this is a guy that has had such an impact on this state since the early 90s. I, I, and you, you guys know me. I'm not a country music fan at all. If you would have asked me prior to today, hey, when did Should Have Been a Cowboy come out? I would have told you, like, I don't know, 2000? Like, that song came out in 93. And it shows you the level of impact that not only is that in country music, but in continuing to have chart-topping singles in this state year after year after year. And I've at least enjoyed today being able to go back and read those that he's have a, had a significant impact on. Because whether or not that you agreed with everything that he said. Um, Toby Keith was quintessential Oklahoma. And there are many people that when you think of Oklahoma, the first two names that come to your mind are country music stars. You think of Garth Brooks and you think of Toby Keith. Now, I'm 43, so there's someone that's probably listening that's an older demo that would go further on down the line with others that have lived here in the past, like Will Rogers, that are quintessential Oklahoma, Mickey Mantles of the world, quintessential Oklahoma. And I, I get that. But 
There is no doubt in my opinion, and I don't know whether you guys agree this or not, Toby Keith is on the short list of famous Oklahomans and will forever be probably on our Mount Rushmore of Oklahomans. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a bigger ambassador for the state of Oklahoma That's right. than Toby Keith, right? I mean, not only is he incredibly famous, but unlike some of the other famous people from this state, he stayed here and made this state his home, right, long-term. He did. And he's done nothing but, I think, try and, and do everything to make this state a better place to live. And, I mean, I don't know how many people I've heard today talk about the different run-ins with Toby Keith, right, where maybe they ran into him at some random place because he lives here, right? And and he lives his life here, and he's not he's not some giant star that is, has left the state, has secluded himself. I mean, you can find Toby Keith at sporting events on a regular basis and just around like a, a normal human being. And, uh, you know, I think that he took a lot of pride in being from this state and representing this state. The amount of just, hey, I ran into him at this restaurant or I saw him at this place and we sat down and, and I said hello and he was very warm and welcoming. Uh, people that I know that have one-on-one interactions with him that might have dabbled in the music world said, you know, I asked him one time about writing lyrics for a song and they said, he, he, next thing I know, I look and we've been talking for 20 minutes about trying to write lyrics. I was like, that's the first time I met the guy. Um, it is, it's pretty incredible too. And it's one of the reasons why bringing this up today is everyone fully understands his love for the Oklahoma Sooners. And it goes way back. The photos that I've seen today of a young Toby Keith, you know, all mulleted up from the sidelines of Oklahoma games and uh, just in the what seemed like early stages of his uber fandom of the university and of all the sporting events that he went to. And I say the early stages because it was our kind of our first awareness of toby keith when he became famous back in 93 but to see those photos and just how he's changed over the years you know with the and how how uh like we go from brush popper shirts that garth brooks made famous to you know like long mullets and the the way that he's changed with style like over the years it's been a lot of fun seeing that but then to see like athletes in norman that have said hey You know, Toby pulled me to the side and gave me this advice. You know, Mark Clayton had a good one today. And Mark Clayton said, you know, after we took that ass beating by USC in 2004, he goes, all of us were devastated. And Toby Keith essentially pulled me to the side and was basically like, hey, man, if this is the worst thing that's going to happen to you, you got to understand that you're incredibly blessed. I mean, it's comment after comment after comment from Brent Venables today from Bob Stoops, from uh, OU baseball coach, uh, Coach Johnson, and on and on and on. Dusty, I thought, told some really good stories on his XM show this morning. Dusty tweeted a video of him, you know, hanging out with with Toby at his house where they were singing on the back patio. Uh, Everyone talks about just how down-to-earth that he was and Also, what he did to go and ingratiate himself, not just in the Oklahoma Sooners community, but the fact that he would put together with his foundation the college golf tournament every year. And he he was, you know, tied in with Belmar, the golf club. And he would go and that money would be donated to charity that they were able to raise because of the college golf tournament. 
Um, and, and it seemed like that, yes, clearly he was a Sooner fan, but it's not like he is completely turning up his nose at the other entities that exist in, in this state because that is not my experience with him. I mean, in hell, it, I, this, this tells you, I think, how beloved that he was. What's the first song that they play in Stillwater? <laughs> they play Should Have Been a Cowboy, even though he's about maybe one of the more diehard Sooner fans that you'll ever meet in your life. And that's that's the type of, I think, love and respect that everyone had for him, at least in this state. So you couldn't go, at least in my opinion, today without talking a little bit about what he meant to the athletic community in this state. I think maybe the the best thing I saw today was after the video of him at Eskimo Joe's after Bedlam, right, singing should have been a cowboy with a restaurant full of, of Oklahoma State fans, right? And everybody's just having a good time and being Oklahomans. Calling, aside, right? calling people out that weren't singing, <laughs> you know, point, oh, yeah. pointing at them with the camera. And, uh, yeah, I've got that audio for you right here. Bring that up, Scott. Learn to rope and ride. When my Yeah, just little moments like that. I mean, there's the other one, too, that I thought was really cool from when Oklahoma won their last uh, national championship in June of, of 2023, where it's him singing on stage. Just little moments like that. I stumbled upon today. I guess I had completely forgotten that this actually happened, but he did the Monday Night Football Open. I, how did I miss this? Or was it just Dallas and I just you know was able to squash it down a little bit? But Toby Keith doing the Open to Monday Night Football back in the day from when this song first came out. And the only thing else I got to say is, Star marching down the field on a TD drive, stealing a young girl's heart, just like Rod and Troy playing for America's team. Oh, I should have been a cowboy. The skyline of Dallas, Texas on a beautiful southwestern evening. Of- ah, the skyline. Hey, welcome in, everyone. Frank Gifford here. <laughs> <laughs> My partner, Dan Deardorff, as we get set for Monday Night Football. Just awesome. Awesome is the way I would describe it. Uh, from a music perspective, 
So when Should Have Been a Cowboy reached number one in 93, it became one of the most played songs in country music history in the 90s. Uh, 42 top 10 hits, 32 number one songs, more than 40 million albums sold, 100 million airplay performances in BMI, and more than 10 billion streams. And you start going through the catalog, and you want to talk about some freaking anthems from not just should have been a cowboy, but how many times have you been in a bar? And next thing you know is like, uh, here, bring this down, Scott. The next thing you know is uh, I love this bar cranks up. I mean, you want to talk about instantly just start singing along. That's how I would list the majority of of Toby Keith songs. They're just kind of anthems of fun. Bring this up. Can I get a beer over here? Smokers and boozers. We got yuppies. We got bikers. We got thirsty hitchhikers. And the girls next door dress up like movie stars. Mm-hmm. I love this bar. Come on. I mean. Every single one of us have had to sing that at one point in time when we're sitting down having a beer. Because that thing was on a loop in almost every single bar across the country when it first came out. Awesome. Awesome song. And He's just... got so many big songs that even if you're not a fan of Toby Keith and you couldn't name any of his songs, somebody could just start playing them and so many of them would, would hit, right? Yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. American Soldier... Uh, we'll put it, and then the other one, we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. He became kind of the symbol of, of freedom and fighting a war on terror, too, after 9-11 happened. That's how, how big and into the stratosphere that Toby Keith went, because that song was everywhere after 9-11 happened. And then maybe one of my favorite ones that he did, that was a favorite bump for when I was doing the show with Big O was Beer for My Horses that he did with, <laughs> with uh, oh my gosh, with Willie. Willie. I, I mean, there are times where I find myself still humming that song to this day. Beer for My Horses, just uh, an incredibly sad, sad loss, I think, for everyone in the States. Uh, his story about playing minor league football in Oklahoma City is great. You know, might I also suggest that everyone go back and watch the story that Channel 9 had where they sat down with him just, what, like two weeks ago, Scott? Like two or three weeks ago? Yeah. yeah sat down with real, him. And, real recent. And did, uh, it's like a nine or ten minute interview that's on their YouTube page right now. You can go to, to News 9 on uh, YouTube and watch that where he openly talks about getting diagnosed with cancer and how it, he, he was at peace with it after a certain point. He was diagnosed in October of 21. And there were times when we all had this mental image of what Toby looked like. And then when we saw after he had gone through chemo and 
how much just body mass that he had lost. There were a couple of moments. I mean, it was just jaw dropping. Like, whoa, you know, Toby's Toby's in in for the fight here. And he said, hey, came to terms with it. And I got to a point where I was comfortable enough in my faith that it it didn't matter if I ultimately won this battle or lost this battle because I was I was good either way. And it takes a pretty big individual to be able to come to terms with that, at least in my opinion. Um, shout out to the sellout crowd as well, because Bob Stoops has like a 30 minute interview with Toby Keith on uh, their YouTube page as well from here recently that I thought that there was some really good content. I'm just going to play a few moments of this. Uh, This is Toby Keith telling his story about playing sports and then also getting into minor league football there in Oklahoma City. uh, Played football, got into high school and was going to go to college to work on a petroleum engineer degree. And my dad was by now as Midcontinent regional manager of a worldwide oil service company. And he said, you know, we, we sign these kids out of college and we, you know, we pay them this much. He goes, you can work for me four years, not go to college and we'll send you to Houston to our school and you'll learn the, our industry, what we do and two weeks at a time and we'll pay you to fly down there. And by the time four years, four or five years of college go by or whatever to get your degree, he goes, I'm sending you to Saudi Arabia and you can be making five times that much money or you can go anywhere in the world you want to work. But he said, uh, so I agreed to do it and uh, and had to give it all, give everything up. And I went and did it. And three years in, the oil boom crashed and went to nothing. And uh, so I had to revert back and go, now what am I going to do? And he retired. How old were you then? I was uh, 21. And uh, the USFL had just started. And I'd regretted not playing ball. So I started working out. I was behind the curve a little bit. But I'd been working out. I'd been working hard in the oil field. So I used to lift an iron every day. So I, right. I was fit. So I started running again. And they had tryouts for a semi-pro league, the Oklahoma City Drillers. So I show up. And they had coaches there, and they took us all to your position coaches, and they looked at you, and then they, they either give you a try or they didn't then. And they took about 300 guys, and my wife was going, we had a young, you know, Shelly was a two-year-old baby, and uh, she was, we were living in an apartment over on 240. So I'm working in the day and then going to football practice at night. She's like, what the hell are you doing? I said, I got to know. I just got to know. <laughs> And so they cut it to 150, then 100, then 80, and then the next day 70. And I think they traveled with about 60. And they were down their last four cuts. And every day I'd come in and she'd go, well, and I'd go, I made it. And so that last day, i go, I'm probably going to get cut today. <laughs> and, uh, and I walked in and I was, looked like sad sack. She goes, she had dinner ready. I said, she goes, well, did you make it? And she said, what happened? I said, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he ended up making the team after not playing football for all of those years and just working in the oil field and coming back and then playing in minor league football for the Tulsa Drillers out of Oklahoma City. So incredibly unique character, uh, incredibly talented, and from everyone that um, met him and knew him, uh, they have a lot of really, really incredible things to say about Toby Keith. So we, uh, we lost uh, a good one today here in the state of Oklahoma. 
Uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. we got a lot more to get to coming up this afternoon here throughout the course of the show. Uh, John Holcomb's going to join us here in about uh, 15 minutes or so here when we get back to the top of the hour. But Colby Daniels has the reins next here on the Blitz 1170 as we are streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app.